Welcome back to Unleashing You. Today, I speak with Jen Cutris. Jen is an internationally certified baby and toddler sleep consultant, a registered nurse, mother of three, and soon to be certified level two mind body practitioner. She is passionate about infant and parent well being and is renowned for her responsive approach and intuitive work in this area. In Jen's business, she supports families beyond fixing surface-level sleep problems and focuses on the tools and mindset that empower long-lasting change for both baby and parents for years to come. I wish I had Jen (laughs) when my kids were little. In today's episode, she opens up about her own parenting journey, as well as the importance of regulating our nervous systems which really helps us from everything from sleep to parenting older children or just dealing with everyday stressors that come with adulthood. This conversation has a little something for everyone. So let's dig in. Before we begin, I want to make sure that you have the Unleashing You retreat on your radar because just the fact that you're tuning into this podcast means the Unleashing You Retreat is right up your alley. The reason I created the Unleashing You Retreat is because as women, we tend to look to everyone else for the answers. We somehow think that everyone else knows better than we do, when in reality, tapping into your own intuition is actually the key to living a happy and fulfilled life. And that's how I've created the career and life I have now and what we'll teach you how to do during this retreat. An inner shift like this will leave you with tools that you'll use for the rest of your life. This retreat is so much more than a girl's trip. This is a transformation. If I've piqued your interest, I want to personally invite you to join us in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, on September 19th through the 22nd. During our time together, we will go through coaching workshops and other deep personal development activities that will uncover aspects of yourself you never even knew. Work like this would take months or years to do on your own, and we're going to get you there in just a few short days. Not to mention, we'll be staying in a gorgeous mountain home, complete with a private chef, so you don't have to lift a finger. If you are ready for a pampering getaway where you can recharge your batteries and feed your soul, send me a message on Instagram or visit acrprofessionalcoaching.com to learn more and reserve your spot. Spots are very limited, so do not wait. And I'll see you in the mountains. Now, let's get on to today's show. Welcome to Unleashing You. This podcast is your permission slip to create success your way. I'm your host, Amanda Riffey, a certified success coach and female business leader who has climbed her way up the corporate ladder. I've been through burnout and back and found the tools to bring fun and enjoyment to my career while creating powerful results 
and leading in a way that feels authentic to me. This show brings you conversations with women just like you who have created massive success for themselves and are doing it in their own way. We'll hear about their personal journeys of growing their career while still prioritizing the things they love most. If you are ready to be challenged and encouraged to reach your next level, then buckle up, sister, because the road to dreamy success begins here. Let's dive in. Jen, I'm so excited to have you on Unleashing You. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here today. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad that we met a few months ago, just getting to know you and what you do. I mean, I I, I said this before, I honestly wish I had you when my kids were little. So let's dig in and just talk a little bit more about your business and what you do. So can you kind of walk us through you know, what your business is and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. So my business is called Sleep Thrive Grow and I work closely with families, mainly ages zero to five, talking through and supporting them on the sleep process when they're having a hard time with whatever's going on. Like I see it all. There's no right or wrong, but it's literally coming down to when parents are just feeling so stuck, so sleep deprived. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. They just cry. What? How do we navigate through this? And I kind of step in with that insight and that knowledge and that I guess it's sometimes when you're in it, it's so hard to see through the trees. So just coming in with just different perspectives, ways of thinking about it and really tailoring support that feels good. And I think it's just, I'm so focused and passionate about that. We don't have to like fix a behavior or sleep train to the, you know, cry it out type of approach. And there's so many ways if we just gather some more tools as parents. Oh my gosh, it's just, things just get easier. And we're like, wow, I really didn't have to force anything, but I just had extra tools that gave me the confidence to navigate sleep. So that's sort of my business, what I do in a nutshell. And how I got there was, I guess I've always, my nature is nurture, to be honest. I come from, my mum was a nurse. I come from like yeah, just seeing my mom give, 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 like that's a whole nother story because she gives way too much. But I've just come from seeing like being surrounded by someone that cares so deeply for others and supports others. And it, I went into actually working with animals prior to working with people. So that was my field at first was really working on behavioral with animals or animals that needed rehoming or I'd go to rehab centers, different things. And that's like what I really enjoyed. And then I moved to Australia. So I'm originally from the UK, moved to Australia and the animal industry or the jobs for that was very limited. And people were just saying, well, your mum, you know, why don't you do nursing? Like that's, you know, you're, you've been used to that. And I thought, oh, I don't know, people, I like animals. I don't know. But I started, I started like doing care work in the community and I just really enjoyed it. I love connection. I think that it just all comes down to that connection side of things for me. And it just felt like a natural progression into nursing. And yeah, I just thrived in nursing. I really did. And was always that nurse that I always remember like people would have hard times with certain patients and say, 
oh, he won't let me change this dressing. He's being hard work. And I would be like, give him to me. Let me go and talk to him. And I always just found that I just had a way of connecting and going, getting someone to feel confident and empowered about making that decision for them. And so I love, like, I literally sought out those patients. I was like, give me those ones, the ones that people are struggling with, they can't get treatment to. I'm like, let me have a chat. I guess it was like a, just an innate kind of intuitive feeling that I've always possessed to be able to do that. And then I had kids of my own. And then from there, my nursing, I was thinking, I'm going to be sweet. Like I'm a nurse. I'm got this parenting gig down pat, no dramas whatsoever. Like I'm topply qualified for this role. And I had my son and just went, holy crap, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to care for this little human. Like I just went into like this pit of anxiety and just thought, oh my gosh, I've been known for always being able to support someone. And I just don't know how, if I'm doing it right or how I can support him. I just didn't know what he was trying to tell me. Just felt like every cry was a cry. I just couldn't read him. And for me, I I can't sit with that and just kind of survive. Like for me, I'm like, right, I need to learn. Like I want to learn and grow and really feel empowered in my journey. So that just lent me down this path of mainly sleep because that was the main thing. Obviously, as a parent, you just get smacked with it in the face, basically, of how sleep deprived you are. So it just led me on this path of just being like, I just want to feed my knowledge base here. And then to see the difference in myself as a parent and him as a child, like actually thriving and just being like waking up happy and loving life. And then like we had like the best time in when he was awake and then he would have a nap again. It just felt like this is how it's meant to feel. It's not meant to feel like lost or overwhelmed. Yes, there's going to be parenting moments that you do have those moments without a doubt. But overall, if like say 80% of the time you're like, oh, this is okay. And I feel confident. Um, So yeah, that sort of just sent me down the path of my business and people would talk to me about my kids and be like, Jen, can you help me? And I just ended up helping friends, families. And then it was just like, I should be doing something with this. Like this isn't just a fluke now. Like I need to like nurture this kind of thing that's coming up for me. Yeah. And that's so interesting because when I work with coaching clients, that is one of the questions that we go through when people are, you know, trying to figure out what career they want to go into or what they want to do next. And it's like, what do people come and ask you for advice on? What are you naturally good at? And so what you just said, it just tells me, I mean, and I could see it in your face and hear it in your voice and everything that you do, but that is absolutely, you can just tell is your passion and really lights you up. And one thing that you mentioned was having the tools And it's so funny because we think of that in so many different aspects of, you know, our lives or our careers or whatever. And to be honest with you, it didn't, it really didn't dawn on me so much of like, oh, we need tools to be able to get our kids to sleep. It's almost like one of those, like you said, just those age old problems that you just think that's the way it is. Like you're supposed to just be sleep deprived when you're a parent or, you know, there's memes everywhere about it. And what I love is that you just took that and said, let me find a new way. And then when you were in that, I'm thinking like, 
this is it. This is the way it should be with a child. Absolutely. And I think with like finding the tools for your child, like it's not going to look the same for everyone. And it's actually just having that trial and error side of things to go alongside that. So it's like with any, you know, new role job, like you're going to get someone say to you, oh, I upload this program this way. And you're going to go, okay, cool. And then you'll be like, oh, like that's just, I don't know, like let me try this way. Or someone else will come in and say, oh, I just do it like this. And you might be like, yes, I love that. Like that works for me more than what that person said. So for me, when I work with clients, it's actually here are like some really, they they almost are lacking like what tools to actually try. So it's actually giving them like, this could look a thousand different ways. This is how you can give it a go. And this is how you can learn and grow with your child and just find that real attunement that you need and really start to read them for what they need and how they're responding. So it's sort of like, for me, it's like, giving them such a range rather than saying, okay, you've only got this option and this option, just being like, what went well? Or did you see how when you did that, your child did this? And they'll be like, oh, no, I didn't notice that. And because you can't sometimes when you're in it, you don't see it, like the subtle little things. And just like I reflect that back to my clients and they're like, oh, my God, yeah, actually, I did see that. Okay. And that's just building up that confidence and feeling like, oh, wow, because realistically I'm not the best person for your child you are like they don't want me just if I you know can say I'm like an expert or work within that field and I've got a big knowledge base there I'm still not the best person for your child you are and it's just giving them that confidence to experiment and play around with tools and just have somewhere to begin I think that's half of it it's just like they've just been winging it. And then they go, well, when this isn't working, I just don't know what else to do. And so it's bringing that about, which is just, yeah, I just love seeing that shift in coming from like, literally like sort of like a shell of a human to, I feel confident and empowered. And I, my, one of my biggest sentences, if they say to me, oh, Jen, I was thinking of like doing this today, or they might be trying to navigate a day where they're out or something different, like they've got something on and they're like, oh, so I was thinking I should like maybe do this, this and this. And I'm like, yes, I'm like, do it. And for me, I'm like, if you have an itch as a parent, scratch that itch because it's often your intuition or this gut feeling that you've maybe not fully trusted initially because you've, you know, followed stuff online and they've said it that way. So you've not trusted it. It's actually your like intuition and gut saying like, yeah, this could work and giving it a go. So that's what I love. It's like, I'm like, scratch those itches, people. Like if you go, I'm going to try this, no one is going to come into your bedroom and say, what the hell are you doing? Like, don't you dare do that to your child, you know, especially because it's coming from a nurturing place of like, you're wanting to support, you're not doing something awful. So it's just actually like, sometimes we just feel like, I guess, almost just feeling judged in that role that someone is going to say you're doing it wrong and like jump in at you, but then no one's going to say that. And it's, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one of we're so afraid of doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? Like parenting does not come with the instruction manual or the guide with it. And everyone's so quick to judge. And we're usually our own worst critics when it comes to parenting, right? We always think we're doing something wrong. And so I love just, you know, reinforcing that 
permission of you're not doing it wrong. Follow your gut, follow your intuition. Yeah. You mentioned about the tools a couple times and that I think is something that people are like, well, what tell, like, tell me more about what some of these tools are, because to your point, sometimes we just don't even know what to try. One of the things that I hear you speak a lot about is regulation or co-regulating with our children. So if this is a new concept or maybe something that we hadn't thought about before, can you kind of explain what that means and and why that's so important for sleep? Yeah, yeah. Co-regulation is honestly, when you unlock that as a parent, it's just like a powerful tool that you have. Like it's in fact my favorite tool because People think co-regulation is about being calm, like when their child's crying, being calm, that that is the main foundation of co-regulation. It's a big part of it. But generally, if we're just saying, if we're going, okay, when my kid's having a meltdown or having or crying and we're just saying, okay, I'm co-regulating by staying calm, you're not co-regulating, you're just staying calm. You're just calm, which is great, but it's actually attuning and being a responsive parent to that emotion, like learning about what your child needs in that emotional experience. And it's like, I guess it's like, it can be really hard because I think just as humans and as adults, we have this logical part of our brain that wants us to make sense with it in a, you know, and if you are a logical thinker, it's like, well, no, just tell me that when my child's having a tantrum, I do this, this, and this and have an order to it. But often it's like actually letting go of trying to like mentally figure out what to do and actually just be in the moment and like kind of that body connection is what we're doing. So it's just like that co-regulation is what we're getting to a point is, is like helping that mirror, those mirror neurons start to kick in. So if our kid's having a tantrum, And they really, we're not just being calm because we think we have to be calm. We're just really knowing and feeling confident in that moment to go, okay, this will pass. I'm actually separating my emotions from their emotions and just seeing this is a normal thing and all of these things, they can start to mirror that. And that's what will help that regulation happen. But the hardest thing with co-regulation, we cannot co-regulate if we're not self-regulated. So if you're going, oh my God, I wish you would stop crying. This is the fifth tantrum of the day. Or we're feeling maybe in a sleep situation. For me, I get parents that really fear their baby's tears, like they're being a bad parent, or I've got to stop those tears because my baby's just a baby. So I must end this right now, which then we stop attuning. We try and just stop the emotion. We stop attuning to what actually is going on for our child. And we're just so concerned on how it's making us feel And we've all been brought up with like, well, I know I have. And like, even though I come from a really caring family, I think nearly every person can say they've maybe heard in their childhood, that's enough now. Stop crying. Like those sentences were like big in our, in our generation because we've almost gone, it's gone past our parents' tolerance where they've gone, okay, that's enough. Like sick of hearing it now. And it can be really hard to hold space and practice some co-regulation without wanting wanting to say that. And I think you wouldn't, you would be giving yourself a disservice if you're never going to feel like, oh my God, I just wish they would stop. Like you're going to feel that like without a doubt, like there'll be some moments where you're just like, cause it's just the stimulation, the noise, even that for a lot of us is just like overwhelmed. So 
but it's just really being able to go, okay, what's underlying here? Why is this emotion happening? So if we can say, are my kids having a tantrum because I've left the park or when they haven't wanted to leave the park? So you sort of know why it's happening. And for a child at that age, it's again, thinking from, they're not mini adults. They've not got that adult brain that they're saying, okay, yeah, oh, great. I can just switch and go because mum's got stuff to do. They're not, they're so egocentric in nature. They're like, I want to be here. Like, and so I think it's really got understanding some development factors to really co-regulate well, knowing what your child's actually capable of. And also knowing that they may not be able to emotionally regulate. And that's because they're developing that skill. It doesn't fully develop until our 20s. So co-regulation is more than just being calm. It's about like your emotional tone. It's about your body language. Again, it's like even when you're practicing it for the first time, there may be a bit of fake it till you make it because we do this all the time in life. Like how many times if you were feeling upset and you walk past a stranger and a stranger smiled at you, you would find a smile within yourself. And like, so you fake it for that 30 seconds, you might go back to your mood because it's not what you're feeling inside. So we know when we're practicing something new or a skill like that, there may be a bit of like, that emotion is making me feel really uncomfortable. I like that kind of calm as a duck sentence where you're just like treading water underneath really fast, but you're just looking like, like you're just drifting on the top of the water. So you may be feeling that, but it's really about holding space for that emotion, not trying to end it as quickly as possible. Get that recognition and understanding. So for an older kid, obviously it would be like, oh, I know you don't really want to leave the park. Like let them know that you know that that sucks and just go, I get that. Like, you know, mum's going to sit here. Mum will be here for you. If you need a cuddle, I'm right here. So you're kind of just opening the doors. You're not forcing it going, come here or whatever. You're just being there in that moment. And often what I find now, the more I practice it, even with my seven-year-old, when I first started doing it, like, oh my gosh, the emotion would last forever. And you'd be like, okay, just keep trying. It's got to work, like surely. And I'll be like staying calm. And now it's just so much quicker. Like she'll have an emotion and I'll, I'll recognize that feeling and go, I know, like, I know you really wanted to watch a movie, but it's really late now. We just can't fit it in today. What else can we do? But then it's also letting her try to fix it, let her have that emotion. And then generally now it's like, can I have a cuddle now? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So it kind of like comes around quicker now. Whereas at first it can feel like you're just sitting there forever. I just, you know, in that. Yes. And I know right now we're talking about parenting and kids, but even in what you were just describing, we need that for lots of different things in our lives Mm -hmm. of being able to feel that emotion, sit with that emotion, process that emotion then it'll pass. And like you said, a lot of times it'll pass faster than if we try to compartmentalize it or push it away or pretend it doesn't exist or, you know, sit with it forever. But I think, you know, it's, it's so important, like you said, with kids. And I love that you gave real examples of exactly what to say, because that would be my next question of like, what does that look like in real life? But then, you know, I think of, you know, we're stressed at work or whatever might be the case. There's lots of I think those same tools that we can use, you know, on ourselves as well. I 
I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to invite you to experience the power of coaching on demand. I've packaged up some of my favorite coaching tools and sharing access with you for free. Would you love to discover who you truly want to become 10 years from today or work through limiting beliefs that have been holding you back from your next level of success? Send me a message on Instagram or click the link in the show notes to access your free coaching tools. Your road to dreamy success begins here. Now, back to the episode. So like for me as a parent, my kids are 13 and 10. So we're past really this. I mean, they sleep more than I do (laughs) at this point. Yes. Yeah. You're in that good age. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're they sleep. I go to bed before them. They oh sleep. my gosh, that's so funny. I can't even imagine that just yet. But <laughs> yeah, so we're in a different phase now. But like we were just talking about, I feel like so many of those tools and techniques that you were just talking about could still be important to us when we have older kids too. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And I think actually I've got my son's 11. So, but I feel like some examples I could mention recently would relate to that bit older as well. So for example, it was actually yesterday, we were just talking and uh, saying about guitar lessons because he does guitar one day a week. And he was like, oh my gosh, mom, I've got a test tomorrow. I've got a test. And I was like, have you? And and we we had 15 minutes at that point before we had to walk out the door. And I said, all right, well, go and grab the guitar, see what you can do in 15 minutes. Just go and sit there. And he was just like, oh my God. And then just really sort of stressed in that moment. Anyway, he did grab the guitar and start playing because I said, look, at least it's 15 minutes, mate. So, you know, at first he was like kind of really resisting anything, but I was like, 15 minutes, you never know what you're going to do in 15 minutes. There's some people that really just power study before a test and it works for some people. So just see how you go. And I moved down to the kitchen while he was like practicing in the other room. And I could see he was like just getting stuck on certain things and it's amazing how if they just even have our presence, even your presence can be enough to co-regulate, enough to calm that nervous system that they're still learning to control and manage. And again, it's we still are learning, like we practice this in adult life too, but I could see how my presence will buffer some of that stress for him so I literally just sat there and I didn't say anything because it's another thing like as parents we can often be like trying to fix it like what are you doing wrong like blah 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 and get in there I just sat there and like a lot of that co-regulation really comes from doing a lot less and what the best thing about co-regulation or that skill you can build up to more like starting with less gives you that like place to build up rather than going, if I just like gone in and said, well, mate, look, you're not doing that thing right. And I jumped in, then for him to then just accept me sitting there, like if anything, I've just added to that nervous system dysregulation that he's just in right now. So I love kind of explaining it like, think of yourself like as a parent as like the tree trunk and they're like the dysregulated leaf in the wind, like blowing around crazy, just like trying their best Obviously, the older they get, they've got more control than, say, a younger kid of regulating. So they might have moments where they're regulating. Then they're 
oh my God, get themselves flustered again. And they're sort of blowing all crazily. The last thing they want is us to join them in that crazy wind party and just be all dysregulated with them and being like trying to just jump in there and blah, blah, blah. My job now is to be that tree trunk, that solid base that like I can be there and they can come back to and they can start to mirror my nervous system, which will start to feed onto theirs. Like it, the power of mirror neurons is so huge. So my body language was open. Like I didn't sit there like this, crossed arms going, well, you know, you just got to try and do your best. My whole body language was in a co-regulated state because I leant back. I had like my arms open and I just sat there and was there. And he was like trying and he said, mom, the teacher really wants me to say the letters as I'm doing it. And every time I have to say, because there was one letter that he had to say B flat. So it was like everything was flowing nice. It was like A, C, D, B, B flat. And it just didn't kind of fit in with the rhythm either. And so I was like, you know, almost like I empathize with him. I was like, I get that. That would throw me out too, trying to say B flat, you know. And I said, maybe we can try, try and say like B f- <laughs> and not quite say the whole thing. But I said, let's just practice and like just maybe you can show your teacher how you can say it with just saying the B and then just say, I want to also show you when I'm saying the B flat. So I want to show you that I can do it, but I also am just struggling with this. So it was like partly just being there. And then he opened the conversation to say, I'm struggling with this. So that's when I knew as a parent, I could step in and give some advice. He was open to advice, if that makes sense. Yes. Rather than just going, what are you doing and taking over? I pausing and waiting for that open invitation to say, now I actually, I want some of your help and advice. Because even for us, Amanda, like as wives and husbands and what, you know, sometimes you're just having a bad day, you just want to vent to your husband. And then if they come in with all this fixing, well, just do this. You're like, I just want you to listen. Like, can you not? Like, can you just hear me right now? Like, can you just be there and hear me? That's what our kids want as well. And I think it's so hard because it's a parenting role. We just think we've got to taking care of them is fixing and is making it easier for them. But we also know that there's these element of little challenges they need to learn to grow within their life. And that's the perfect place of co-regulation is how our kids are. And you get to know your individual children and you'll be like, yeah, he's really good with like a little bit more of a push challenge. That kid just you know, it's a baby step for that kid, you know, or something new. So when you get to know that, you just know and start to attune to where you can fit into and like kind of enhance their life, not be their life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I took away too, just the, you talked about the body language and just sitting there. I mean, I know I need that when it's homework time sometimes with my youngest. Yeah. I'm like, just do it, you know, like, and then just like you said, we all get dysregulated and it's just, it's not productive for anyone. And so I love that you mentioned even just the physical way that we're sitting or, you know, how we're showing up in those situations, such good tips. Yeah. And it's really hard because a lot of this stuff you're doing subconsciously. So for you, Amanda, with the homework, you're already going from past experiences that you've learned it's been hard work. It's been testing. It's been emotional. So before it's even starting, you're actually preparing your body in that kind of stress response. It's getting ready 
for this moment. So it's actually catching that awareness for yourself and being like, oh, I'm just about to basically relive this experience because that's what happened last time. And this is one thing I say to parents as well in sleep. I'm like, treat every sleep as a new opportunity. So even if you go, oh my God, that ended up just being horrendous. Like there was crying. It just felt so stressful. It might not be that way tomorrow. And so the same with the homework. I've got these memories of how that was yesterday. Okay. All right. But I can actually rechange that and I can actually catch myself when I'm feeling already hunched over and like wanting to be, you know, kind of reliving that experience. I'm already catching my actions and going open my body language. And even one thing like a tool that I love is deep breathing. I always say to parents before like they go about the sleep and it's already because often it's such a stressful area for new mums or even second, third time mums, just with young kids in general, just to take a deep breath in for three, hold for three and out for three. Do that three times. Like make yourself do that three times. It takes like probably like three minutes. And it's the science behind that in just actually like regulating your nervous system is so powerful. It's actually like the miniest form of meditation, but it's just literally life-changing. So I'm a deep breather all the time. My kids will be like, you know, they they actually were joking the other day and like, look at mom. <laughs> but for me, I just know I'm going to show up and what I'm going to say is going to be so much more regulated than if I try and speak before I've done that or if I'm feeling like because we're not just parents we've got jobs we've got like life stresses so it's if we could we're just focusing on parenting like yeah we probably would have nailed it more so but like right. <laughs> we've just got so many other things that so many other stresses and it's also not our kids job to wear those adult stresses either so I always am really conscious of that going, okay, I'm overwhelmed because I've just had a crap day at work or something like this, but that's not my kid's problem. Like that's not theirs to own. You know, they still have their life. Like it's not fair to put that on them. So how can I sort what I need to be that present person for them? So it might be like, hey, I'm just going to get out and walk the dog quickly and then we'll get into homework. Something where you can say, I'm going to show up so much better this way than if I just try and push through when I'm just, I still haven't let go of what, what's been going on for my day. And it's, yeah, trying to, even if it's just sitting in the toilet for like two minutes to just take some breaths and then come back out. Yes. Lock that door. <laughs> you know, so that you can be that person for your child. Absolutely. And thank you. You're helping me. So I'll let you know how homework time goes. Yes. But you mentioned, you know, even just the power of the breath. And that's something, you know, I'm sure lots of people hear like, you know, breathing makes such a difference. Mm. But I promise you, if you haven't tried it, it really does make a difference. It absolutely does. And like you said, that's a tool that we have with us all the time that we can tap into in any situation that we want to. So Jen, I could talk to you about this all day long. I know. But I want to ask you, so if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I need Jen in my life, like let's connect. <laughs> Where can um, our listeners find you? Yes. Yes. So my website is www.sleepthrivegrow.com. And I'm on Instagram, which is sleep underscore thrive underscore grow. I'm dabbling a little bit in TikTok, 
But yeah, they're my main platforms that I'm on. I'm on Facebook as well, but the main ones is probably mostly Instagram. And I try and put some lighthearted stuff in there. Like I think that's such a tool as well as finding that inner child within you. And humor has always been a big part of my parenting journey. And whenever things get too stressful, like I just usually change the tone by doing something silly. Like I might pull out of my driveway and just be like jolting the car and the kids are like, they can't, I'm like, no, it's not, it's my car. Like it's just something. And it just sometimes just is such a like game changer in mood. And so my kids are always like, oh, mom, you're such lame jokes or whatever. But yeah, so I do try my Instagram has got like some really good advice, trying to put some empowerment posts up there. Really, I hope it reflects that you just do not have to be a perfect parent. It's so much based on trial and error. And honestly, the mistakes are necessary for ourselves and our growth and also our kids' growth as well. If everything was too perfect, our kids wouldn't get these life tools of how to like fend for themselves in the adult life. So for me, it's like about doing your best, getting the tools that you need to really empower and supplement your quality of parenting and then and then go live your life like literally that's it yeah so hopefully people get that message when they um jump on my page as well absolutely and what a beautiful mission and thank you so so much Jen for all of the tools that you shared with us today and then just in general thank you for what you do like you are making such an impact and thank you i know you are improving the lives of so many parents Thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I just feel so blessed to literally be doing this and learning about parenting all over the world. It's just, yeah, really nice. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Jen, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. And I'm sure multiple people will be reaching out <laughs> following this episode. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to continue this conversation, connect with me on Instagram and say hello. You can find me at Amanda Riffey underscore coaching. In the meantime, if you know you are ready to step into your next level of success and want to completely accelerate your personal and professional growth, let's work together. I offer one-on-one and group coaching, as well as on-demand self-study options. There's really something for everyone. To learn more, visit my website at acrprofessionalcoaching.com or send me a DM on Instagram and start a conversation. And don't worry, I truly want all of us to succeed. So I promise I will never steer you wrong. Let's create a career and life you love. Chat with you again soon.